Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, let's jump right into today's movie. Um, it's one that I want to say I was like really excited for. And I was because I love Carrie Mulligan. Love. But also not so much because I felt like I had already seen it, which after leaving, I felt the same way. We are talking about Maria Schrader's She Said, which is written by Rebecca Linkowitz. Starring, as you said, Carrie Mulligan, also Zoe Kazan as her second half of her team. And we've also got Patricia Clarkson and Jennifer L and Samantha Morton. Definitely a big lady film uh, because it's called She Said, yeah. obviously, about... <laughs> the kickstart of the me too movement mm -hmm. which love i was also really excited about this film when it came out because i very clearly remember being in high school and yeah. i was i know where i was sitting when i read this article i was in my spanish teacher's class my best friend in high school was my spanish teacher shout out Aww. to schneider um if you're listening and I was her TA, so I would sit in her classroom, write her papers, hang Aww. out, help all the little, like, freshmen learn mm -hmm. Spanish. Hola. Como <laughs> estas? <laughs> Very fun. Um, so it, they were taking a test, and I was sitting in this big beanbag chair in the corner just on my phone doing my thing, and I read this article, and I was like, oh my god like you could tell that that was a moment that the world mm. was changing so i was super excited to see the movie about how it got made and the hoops that had to be jumped through and again i'm a massive carrie mulligan stan as yes. y'all will probably recall from our promising young woman episode that's still one of my favorite movies i don't care what male manipulators have to say mm -hmm. if it's a female manipulator movie whatever i'm taking okay. it to my grave yep and <laughs> if you want to listen to our like hour and a half episode on that <laughs> yes yes our deep 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 dive back in back in the beginnings yeah this is very, I don't hate a naturalistic movie. I love a no. true life movie. I love a, a movie about a real event. Yeah, it just almost felt like it was teetering on um, the side of this could have just been a documentary. Honestly. Um, I mean, we have Ashley Judd in it, who was one of the real women to speak up for the article. And she is playing herself. And that was really powerful. But then once it got to that point, I was like, this is giving documentary. Like at this point, yeah. it's just the people playing the people. And then another really like prolific person that spoke up uh, was Gwyneth Paltrow. And we never saw her, which I was thankful because we all know what she looks like. And yeah. if they would have found an actress, like, no, like we all know Gwyneth Paltrow. And the same with Harvey, when he came in, they just showed him from behind. It yeah. wasn't like he, they were trying to make anybody look like him, which I appreciate. Yeah, smart choice. And also like, we don't need to see his face. No, this, God, no. This movie is not about giving light to 
him it's uh-huh. about giving light to the women so yeah. i actually found that as as a pretty powerful choice yeah no it definitely was was very powerful and you know there are a lot of names that are big in this we have you know a guy who was the voice of donald trump we have gwyneth paltrow we have harvey weinstein it's a lot of um real people real people real lives and people that we all recognize and are living so i think that was the hard thing of like for me it just feels like this did happen so recently that it felt a little early to make a movie about it to make a documentary sure which i get like they didn't have a documentary team like in there like filming this when they were writing it i get like that's a whole thing but obviously to like get footage to make a documentary but it just felt like a little early in my and like not that this story obviously like it's so important but i just feel like it's still in the media that to like make a movie about it just felt a little it it wasn't really allowed to have like the reflection that i wanted it to have right because it's triggering yeah it just felt like it was just like retelling what we already hear where given like a movie that happens in the 60s now when we watch that it's like oh my gosh like that happened and like we weren't alive during that time and i mean unless you're four years old you live during this time and you you heard it and you were in the media if you're seeing this so i don't know i feel like a lot of hollywood feels like they're trying to make the right choices especially this because Mm -hmm. this is a story based in hollywood and how can we correct that oh let's tell these stories then women want stories told about themselves then let's do it which yeah but i don't know it just felt like now you're making money off of this situation and this whole thing that kind of why does it need a retelling i'm I'm sorry this maybe isn't nice no it's again i think this particular story would have been more powerful as a documentary yeah because it's so current and because it's such a serious issue while i was sitting and watching this i actually kept thinking of inventing anna oh which yeah was the netflix series about uh reporters writing the story about anna delvey and her crimes and schemes mm-hmm. i loved inventing anna i didn't watch it oh it's so good yeah i I, that was one of my monologues for actually, which was how i got my uh management oh my god so my god shout out to shonda rhimes i belong in one of your shows Mm -hmm. i I could be a doctor i could be a reporter anyway this isn't about me um so inventing anna i think was so successful and i loved it so much because even though it had kind of the same structure it's a crime story told from the point Mm -hmm. of view of the journalist uh doing interviews going out seeking the sources trying to get the story written being pushed up against deadlines and people who don't believe in them to write the story etc etc i think inventing anna was successful because it was lighthearted because it wasn't as serious of crimes or as touchy of crimes she basically just committed a lot of fraud well it didn't affect everybody that yeah and this does exactly this it feels like a much more serious topic that i i don't want to say that they didn't take it seriously but i think it's just too soon for this story to be told i love a good journalist uh, limited series tv show or movie don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i just really think it was too soon for this to come out 
I agree. I'm thinking a lot about like Till, that movie that mm-hmm. just came out. Um, and that I'm just thinking of it because I feel like that's the most recent like retelling of a you know a true yeah biographical sort of film, and that's so powerful because you you look at it and you're like this is so horrific. And yet it's still happening. Where this, we're still in the happenings of it. It doesn't feel like we can really yeah. reflect on it yet. And, you know, there are elements that it does feel like, okay, this is 2017. You know, their iPhones are a little older. Maybe they're not wearing, like, trendy clothes or something. But it just, yeah, it just, like, the difference with, like, inventing Anna it's like, oh, I'm enjoying watching this because I didn't know all about Anna Delvey. Like, okay, I saw an Instagram post about her from Diet Prada. You know, yeah. like something like that. But like, this is really diving into something that I didn't know much about. Where this, like, I absolutely, and I will say this, like, I don't, I probably don't know enough about this as much as I should. Like, I probably should know yeah. more. But watching this, I felt like I knew it all. You know, right. I was like, okay, yeah, of course we're trying to get more women to speak on the case. And, you know, it just didn't feel like any new information and I feel like a documentary would have allowed for that and if you're not going to bring new information then at least bring it to me once I've forgotten about it and like this just like of course this happened what five years ago and I remember all of it exactly and I think going back to what you were saying about still being in the thick of it uh, as women in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. I have been sexually harassed by professors by directors by other castmates Mm -hmm. and not five plus years ago like a a year ago no literally all of this stuff is still going on and people are not seeing any repercussions for their actions so uh, like it almost feels trivial. Yes. Because granted, this was a landmark story that did change a lot of people's lives and a lot of the way the industry functions. Mm-hmm. However, it's not trickled all the way down. Oh, absolutely not. Yet. And people are still being affected, maybe not to the same extent as what Harvey Weinstein did, but it's not like a harassment in the entertainment industry has been completely eradicated and now we're we're praising these two women right for have done that yeah it's it's hard because i i don't want to be i'm not against the film no, i just think it, it was fine yeah exactly it was it was good and i enjoyed it but i just kind of left being like hmm i don't really know what that brought to the table i wish i had seen it on cable yeah it feels like a, like a cable tv and i feel like movie. It makes sense why, you know, Carrie Mulligan is in it. How could you How do you see, pass that up? How do you pass this up? This is so important. Oh, and no, it's something I don't want to that... do a feminist movie. Please, no. no. Exactly. No, thank you. Not and my of, brand. No, <laughs> literally. And of course, like, she has been affected in the industry and so have her peers. So you want to work on something with this plot line and this story. But at the end of the day, I've... I just feel like it came out too early. I I think I wrote in my letterbox review something about how like I'm glad this was made so like I can show my daughters in the future. Yeah. And be like, you know, hopefully reflect on it then. But right now feels a little too early. I feel like producers were probably like, ooh, like this was so important and women want their stories told. So yeah. let's tell this story now, which like, yeah, is exciting. But I feel like it is such a like I don't want to say beautiful but like it is such a powerful movement yeah and it kind of lost that power for me 
having come out now. I agree. It's, listen, it's not a bad movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think there were some great performances. I was intrigued, even though I kind of knew what was happening. You know, I wasn't checking my watch like I was during Mm -hmm. Bones and all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Sorry, not to be a hater on that again. It's just burned in my brain it it was it was fine yeah i just don't i don't think this was the right time Mm -hmm. for it to have been made i don't think it's going to do well at the box office for that reason either like i can't i can't see it being super successful because i'm sure there's a handful of women as well that don't want to go see this movie because they don't want to relive their own traumas you know yeah i felt like people are still like having which is hard because i'm not saying like seeing till like everybody knows the story of emmett till and is still working through that as well but this feels like so soon that it's like people affected by this are still working through this and of course it's going to be a continuing struggle as is the themes in Till, but yeah, I honestly was like, hmm, I don't know how many people I can say go see this because it's going to be really hard for a lot of people to see. And that doesn't mean it's not a story that shouldn't be told because I think sometimes the most gut-wrenching and hard-to-watch things are the most important things. Absolutely. In art, but I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes. I feel like it's almost a little too on the nose about Hollywood for Mm. it to go anywhere award show-wise. Not that that's, you know, the end-all be-all, but that does kind of play into the longevity of a film and how much it's going to be talked about far into the future. And I think especially because it's not about the pretty sides of Hollywood, like, say, The Fablemans. Uh Um, I or licorice pizza, you know, something like that. I I don't think it's gonna really catch there. And I think if it does, it's almost going to be because the Hollywood foreign press feels like they've done wrong and they need to right. make up for it. It's gonna be one of those situations, unfortunately. But I mean, I would say it's Cinema Chicks approved definitely for a viewing in five years. <laughs> Yeah, and I think eventually someday this might be a film that's part of a college curriculum about journalism or even if there's some kind of class about gender politics in entertainment or whatever. It's a great educational film and I think it's going to be a really useful tool, again, for our children or for the younger generation that was not in the know enough to realize what was happening and realize how things were before the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Again, crucial movie, maybe just a little too soon. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Carrie Mulligan for delivering another amazing performance. Carrie Mulligan for her... Mm, Maybe not so lovely bangs. And Gwyneth Paltrow for gifting us with her voice. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you so much.